The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. National Signing Day here on the Swain Event. Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. Hour two here on the program. Justin Williams, four-star running back, has committed to Tennessee with intentions on signing with Tennessee. I'm still nervous. This is Auburn we're talking about here. So <laughs> let me know when he signs, man. That's when it's real. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's get to Don. Uh, Don, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, sir. Happy signing day. Happy signing uh, day to you. You now, now you got me all uh, tore up inside. I thought Justin Williams was done. <laughs> he is. Swain's just messing around. It's Auburn, man. Uh, you okay. signed yet? Uh, okay. Quit freaking people out. I ain't freaking people out. I'm just saying it's Auburn. <laughs> I've seen this before. This is Auburn. Even after they committed, That's true. yes, the day right when they're signing the dotted line. Remember, remember Devontae Lambert. Yes, JUCO player. Um, but I don't recall him doing it after he committed on signing man, day. Man, commitment don't mean anything. On signing day? Hey, man. It's Auburn. I don't try. Hey. You're being extra. Cup is on. Sorry, Don. Go ahead. Oh, uh, that's okay. Hey, before we talk more about recruiting, uh, you guys are discussing um, the fact Jason had not seen Christmas Vacation. You don't have to search hard. It was on back-to-back on uh, Fox. A movie or TNT or something the other night because I watched it again for the oh so you thirty eight years at least the sixty first time I guess uh, now Jason I know you're a good Christian young man so I know talking about that movie your favorite scene was not in the mall with Mary I have not seen it yet but you know when I do um, I'll have to reference this you know this this comment from you. It it is a little yeah. nippy outside this morning, Don. <laughs> yes, it, <laughs> did you say it was nipple? I mean nippy outside. Okay, <laughs> you can't see the lines, <clears throat> can you, Russ? We all stop. Nope. We all stop. I haven't seen. I, haven't, I don't know that part. <laughs> we all stop. That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a hilarious movie. <laughs> Even though, like you, I was sitting here just saying the lines for him as it went. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's pretty interesting. But go go back to the this uh, recruiting game, uh, you know, and I know you're attached to rivals, which uh, mainly grades on like star, star average. Uh, but if you, I, a couple of days ago, I was looking at the 247 where they break it down, but not just total points, but it have like 88.93, you know, 90.37. And the difference when I was looking at some of the SEC classes ahead of us, yeah, I mean, come on, if it's uh, 89.99 versus 88, you know, uh, 0.95, I mean, over the whole class, how much difference is that? Not much. <laughs> Not, <laughs> no. Um, if you're feeling your needs, that's the thing. And talking about recruiting and how it bears out, and you guys are saying, well, where are some of these players from 2018? Just go back last year. Right before uh, Pruitt gets fired, where were we sitting? Number two, number three. Where were we after signing day? 
and where were we a couple of weeks after signing day <laughs> when all of a sudden we're not even taking guys that were, you know, pretty highly thought of. One's playing in Memphis right now because whatever. It can be grades, it can be attitude, it can be locker room, it can be whatever. And did you notice, guys, that a couple of those players that were highly ranked and then they left at the last minute or didn't sign on signing day and then decided to go somewhere over the next few days, like one that went to Maryland, highly thought of linebacker, uh, he's in the transfer portal. So what did we miss? Uh, nothing with him. Terrence Lewis is who right. you were referencing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got to look at that. <clears throat> and, of course, they're kind of behind the eight ball like we were last year. Right now, as far as recruiting Florida, what, what, I mean, that may be the, the biggest, worst disaster for a highly thought of, highly ranked team I've seen in some time. Yeah, I'm just – I just I just need this thing to play out a little bit more. I mean, and what I mean by that is, let me see when they when they get to school. You really don't know how how good a class is going to be until two three years later. And I'm not saying this because we are or sitting where we are sitting. You can say say the same thing if we had a top five class or a top ten class. You can say the same thing. Um, you just can you just take this stuff with a grain of salt and. My eyes are paying attention to guys that Tennessee is able to get in the portal. I did watch the video, uh, Lane Kiffin, during the break. Lane is 100% right. Kids are going to places where they feel like they have the best NIL deal. Where they will make the most money. Simple as that. It's free agency. I mean, it really is. Um Listen, Ole Miss is, is is in in the middle of, of outbidding and things too, but that we knew that's what it was going to be. We know that's what it is. Lane's kind of the first coach to come out and say it, even though he is participating in trying to outbid other schools to get get players. But that's what it is. That's what it is. So let's go back to the phones. Let's get to um, Justin. Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing? Man, great. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I thought that whole Lane thing was pretty funny. Um, he's sitting there complaining about that in a press conference, yet he's out taking pictures with recruits in front of a, I think it was like a Porsche or something. So, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> a little conflicting on the messages. But uh, um, that Justin Williams, awesome pickup. Really excited about that guy and a bunch of other guys we got in this class. One thing that I'm going to be paying attention to over the next few years, and I hope it's something that that definitely changes for the staff, is that we're able to keep the majority of our class together for a longer period of time. It just seems like Tennessee's done a good job of maybe getting some highly ranked classes. And this was, God, even before the portal. I mean, you'd see half the class three-quarters of the class end up leaving and don't finish their time at Tennessee. So I guess what does it matter what your class is if you're having to watch a bunch of them walk out the door or at least, you know, the highly rated guys. And as far as the ratings go, 
Um, I don't know if you guys have covered it yet, but there was a player that was committed to Auburn. Uh, I think his uh, was it Bobo. Yep the son the son of Mike Bobo, offensive lineman. I think his first name is Drew. Drew, thank you. Yep, and uh, you know one day he's committed to Auburn as a three star. The next day he decommits, flips to Georgia, and miraculously ends up as a four star. So I think they changed it back because I looked I looked this morning. Oh really? Yeah, I think I think I think they changed it back, man. Because I, I actually looked while we were doing the show because I trust me I was gonna bring I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. They did change it back. Yeah, they changed it back. On so they caught they caught enough flack for doing that that they had egg on their face and had to reverse it. And, and and I'm not gonna say what I'm about to say because it's two four seven. But that's but, why you should not live and die by the recruiting rankings. Which is kind of the point I was trying to get to. So, you know, just know that we got guys in with talent, with potential, and we definitely have a staff that's going to develop them, and let's hope they all stay for a long period of time. You guys take care. Be talking to you soon. Tis the season to be merry, my friend. I appreciate that, man. Since we uh, have been back, there's been a couple guys that have um, signed and one of those players is Christian Harrison, the defensive back from defensive back from Atlanta, Georgia, who is the son of Rodney Harrison. And at some point, man, we'll say that, that Rodney is a, the dad of Christian Harrison because Christian will be balling out and making a name for himself. Um, but it is what it is for right now. But he is officially a volunteer signing this morning. Christian Harrison. Need to be helped. Yep, and he'll uh he'll play corner for Tennessee. He'll play corner. And if you're a corner signing with Tennessee, which uh I guess there's only really two corners signing with Tennessee, at least at this point. Maybe they get a third and Keontae Scott uh, a little later this morning. They they've they've got three DBs coming in as of right now. One of them, though, Jordan Thomas, the young man from Montgomery Catholic Preparatory in Montgomery, he was recruited as a safety. So Christian Harrison, Tennessee recruited him as a corner, and then Desmond Williams, the the JUCO from East Central Community College in Decatur, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee recruited him as a corner as well. So right now you got two corners coming in, and the point that I was getting to, like I mentioned earlier about receivers, Swain, receivers coming in have a chance to play early. I think corners coming in in this class have a chance to play early as well. For sure. For sure. For sure, man. And that's usually the way the way it is, man, because you're playing so many DBs. you got an opportunity to play on special teams to kind of earn uh, the trust of the coaches in, the, in that area of the football game. Um I mean, five or six guys can play at once. So, great opportunity for Christian Harrison. And I expect him to be, you know, I expect him to be a guy that um, is developed more than most high school players because, quite frankly, his father. He's kind of like a coach's son. Yeah, I mean, I remember when Van Jefferson hit um, Ole, Ole Miss – and then he went to Florida. He always seemed like he was a year, two, three years above everyone else because his dad was an NFL receiver and his dad is an NFL coach. And he 
Uh, Sean Jefferson is one of my favorite guys that I encountered during the NFL Combine. Like, we hit it off in a huge way. I think he – I forgot what team he was coaching for. He might have been coaching with the Lions at the time. But, like, he was my favorite coach that I, that I uh, interacted with during the NFL Combine. Um, but there's no surprise why Van Jefferson always looked like he was prepared to be a wide receiver because of his father. Rodney Harrison um, playing as, as great as he did in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, you better believe that that Christian Harrison is going to have an advantage in that area. So that's that's one um, that that sign while we've been you know talking and uh, taking taking great phone calls. Uh, the other is is Addison Nichols, uh, offensive lineman from also um, Georgia, brings size and toughness and smarts, and there's a lot of ties to. University of Tennessee with Addison Nichols and, and his family, uh, and that was a that was a big get a couple couple months ago. He yep. was kind of the first big commitment where he could have went to any other SEC school outside of you know probably Alabama or or Georgia. I yeah, think. I don't think he was high up on the list of, of Georgia, yeah. and not knocking him as a player in that regard. Georgia's just recruiting at a different level. Yeah, 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 but he's. It, He's a good player. I think we yes. out-recruited uh, – I think it was – Cle- was, it, was it Clemson or North Carolina? I think it was – North Carolina was in there. I'm pulling up my notes. Uh, let's see. Clemson, Florida State was in there. Uh, North Carolina, USC, Ohio State, and Florida State. Gotcha. So, UNC, USC, Ohio State, FSU. Yes, please. I'll, I'll take him uh, all day long. I, I would – I'm splitting hairs, uh, but I would say Taven Jackson was the first big-time uh, recruit to, to get on board. He committed back in, in April, and then Addison was in, in August, but he was one of the first. No, he was the second. So I don't know if Taven was big-time then. Taven was just a little three-star. Then he got that bump. The moment he, he nah, committed Tennessee, he got he, that. He got the bump, man. He he got that bump. Let me throw a, a, a real shocker here in in between mentioning the signees who have signed since we last updated. Uh, South Carolina picked up a four-star linebacker a couple of days ago, uh, Jayshon Barham, and everybody was raving about Shane Beamer and, and South Carolina for picking up this young man. Uh, four days later, he has signed with Maryland. Wow. Four-star linebacker commits to South Carolina. Four days later, he signs with Maryland. Wow. Wow. That's just – that's different right there. But on Addison Nichols, I think – of the offensive lineman that Tennessee is currently bringing in, I, I think he's the most ready to play. Don't know that he will play, especially if, if Cade Mays returns. Darnell Wright's going to be your left tackle. Uh, your interior uh, of the O-line is, is set. There's not really a starting spot up for grabs, and, and there's not a a five-star lineman coming in that, that's really going to push the, the current starters. But of the of the O lineman coming in, Addison Nichols is is the most ready to play. I got Alex Golish here um, speaking about um, Addison Nichols, and uh, let's let's hear a little bit from offensive coordinator Alex Golish on uh, Mister Addison Nichols. Let's see what he has to say. He's offensive coordinator. He also is a tight ends coach. Um, always like hearing from from the coordinators. Uh, when we're talking about uh, particular players. And as a Nichols, like I mentioned before, there's there's ties, man. There's ties to the University of Tennessee. Uh, he's the, 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 the first 
um, big recruit, so to speak, I'm using air quotes, that, that picked Tennessee. So um, let's hear from Addison Everyone, Nicholson. I'm Casey Funderburg, joined by offensive coordinator Alex Golish. Coach, we are adding Addison Nichols to this offensive line. So what does he bring to this team? Yeah, uh, a lot. Just an incredible young man, has a bunch of different interests, and we're lucky that Tennessee and football are, are two of those. Um, but just an absolutely incredible football player, has been for a really long time. Size, toughness, smart, all the things you're looking for in an offensive lineman. What are some other skills that you guys saw in him when you looked at his tape? Yeah, just the ability to finish plays. You know, he, he finishes on top of people uh, and really, really aggressive in the run game, um, really good in the pass game, um, really about as, as ready of an offensive lineman as, as you'll find in terms of mentally and physically prepared to come in and play. Uh, comes from a great program in GAC down in Atlanta, um, has won a ton of football games, has competed at a really, really high level. Um, but really, really excited when he came up uh, this summer. Uh, we got a chance to, to watch him work out, and man, oh man, it was, it was really exciting to see just how advanced he is for his, for his age and, and the ability to hopefully get a chance to, to play early. We saw this season where we need depth in the offensive line, so having a guy coming in that's already mentally tough and already there physically, how nice is that for our offensive line? Yeah, I think for him, just the next step is going to be learning, learning the system, learning what we do. Um, and you got the best offensive line coach in the country here in Glenn Ellerby. And um, I think for him, the ability to learn it as quick as he can is going to give him a chance to compete. He also has a lot of family members who went to Tennessee as well. So a lot of UT ties. Yeah, mom grew up here in Knoxville and, and uh, we had a lot of support from his grandparents who live here. And uh, we we leaned on them heavily in the recruiting process with that. All right. Thanks, Coach. Addison Nichols, welcome to Rocky Top. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. The Eagle Scout, as Cade Mays pointed out last night on uh, on Tennessee Prime, which if you missed last night's Tennessee Prime, it's in the podcast feed, SoundCloud, Apple. Go back and listen to it, kind of get an insight to, to Cade Mays's Decision-making process in terms of potentially leaving for the NFL. Tyler Barron addresses his transfer rumors. Uh, Tennessee Prime is in our podcast feed if you missed it. Yeah, we got, we got we still got to get to that, man. Today has been dominated by recruiting, but we will uh, most certainly get to um, Kay Mays and Tyler Barron potentially being on this roster next year and um, how that could – Really change expectations going into next season, man. I mean, really, really, really can. Uh, Tennessee also got pen to paper from uh, offensive lineman Masai Reddit from Detroit, Michigan. Man, he's nasty. Those Tim Banks connections from the mid from the Midwest is paying off for for Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. uh, Masai Reddick needs some beef. And this is one of the things that you can point to as a positive for this staff. They're, they have guys all around. They have ties uh, in the South, in the Southeast, in the Southwest. Uh, Ron John Murray, his time at Texas. You have um, Tim Banks that has ties to the Atlantic Coast. 
during his time recruiting at Penn State along with the Midwest. He's from um, that area there in Michigan, I think Detroit area. So yep. he has he Goes has to Cass time. Tech, which is a, right. a big-time school up there in, in Detroit. So big. He To me, he's Javant, another Javante Spragans. He, he needs some some work. He, he's a, a developmental piece, but he, he's got beef. He, he's he got a, a nasty streak to him. Uh, he has a basketball background, which I really like. He's athletic. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So I, I really like uh, the potential of, of Masai Reddick. He'll, he'll play guard. He, he's an interior lineman. So I, I, he, he reminds me of Javante Spragans in just terms of, of the beef and, and the nastiness in, in which he plays for. And, and Tennessee needs more of that. For sure. For sure. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Irish Network's hotline. Tennessee has also gotten pen to paper from Caleb Perry, a linebacker from Kentucky. A very intriguing prospect, one of the more intriguing prospects in this class, a versatile player. Tennessee sees him lining up at multiple spots in the front seven, has a lot of length, speed, he's physical. Uh, he even played some offense in, in, in high school. He's a linebacker, but was timed at a, a four five five second 40 over the summer during Tennessee's camp. And, and he was a, a camp product for Tennessee. Came and camped with Tennessee over the summer, got an offer, uh, picked Tennessee. Uh, he's less than, than 15 minutes or uh, 15 miles from Kentucky's campus <laughs> in, in Georgetown, Kentucky. Uh, so very intriguing prospect i'm really curious to see how how he plays out uh he lined up at a as linebacker safety on the defense played part-time roles at running back quarterback and receiver on on offense so athletic quick very intelligent word on the street is that he's very coachable a great kid all around so uh, caleb perry interesting and then the other one swain that that just came in as well is desmond williams the juco corner the juco corner that that we mentioned briefly uh, uh, earlier in uh, earlier this hour, when we were talking about corners that could potentially play earlier, uh, he committed to Tennessee last week, picking Tennessee over Mississippi State. He'll have three years to play his final two seasons of eligibility. He'll be an early enrollee, so he'll be here in the coming weeks. And uh, Tennessee views him as a corner, could also help as a returner. And uh, according to his his coach there in JUCO, excellent tackler, really good ball skills. Plays zone coverage really well. Has really good instincts. Uh, I, I mentioned his ability as a returner. Can put him back deep to return kickoffs or punt returns. Uh, a natural playmaker. This season he had 42 tackles, 7 interceptions, and 14 pass breakups. Averaged 50 yards on 3 punt returns. One of which went 81 yards for a touchdown. And then he also returned 13 kickoffs for an average of, of 23.4 yards. So that that's something that's a little underrated right there is his ability to return kicks with Valus Jones moving on. Tennessee's going to need a new kick returner. And uh, Desmond Williams, not only are you getting a Juco corner, but maybe a guy that can, can be an impact kick returner for you as well. Yeah, that's, that's what you look at when you're evaluating players is you know, how many phases of the football game can they affect? You certainly want to get a guy that's good on offense, good on defense at their natural position. But do you see them as a guy that can affect multiple phases? Does he have elite speed? Can we put him as a gunner on punt team? That speed will allow 
us to force teams to fair catch. That's hidden yardage that we were able to gobble up this year with Bayless Jones as a punt returner that you want to prevent if you are punt coverage. So you want multiple guys. I mean, you want guys that can do multiple things, can affect multiple phases of the game, and a guy like D. Williams can. Like, even if he's not returning, he can. But it adds a little bit more that he can return punts. Mm-hmm. He can return kicks. So this is this is good for Tennessee. You got a plug-and-play um, guy Tennessee's coming got in. A, Tennessee's got a couple of uh, potential kick returners next year as well to to replace Valus. Uh Deshaun Rucker, he's a speedster. Maybe maybe he gets a, a crack back there. He was a, a true freshman corner uh this season for Tennessee. Uh you, you've got Jalen Wright who was a really good kick returner in, in high school as well and we are very well of of his speed and athleticism. So uh it seems Valus is 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 going to be missed as a kick returner. But it seems like you do have some guys in the wings who who have that natural ability to return kicks, which seems simple, but it's really not. No, it's 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 not it's not simple at all. Um, it is not the easiest thing to do, which is why everybody can't do it. And when you have someone that can do it, it just takes so much pressure off you as a coaching staff because you don't have to be that great as great on offense as great on defense when you have a guy like that um, that can change the complexity of a football game with run return Um, so that's what makes Vela so special and that's why he'll have opportunity to play uh, at the next level and man he can can be big time yeah I mean to, to your point about changing the game with one return Tennessee doesn't have a chance with Joe Milton at the end of the game against Ole Miss if it wasn't for Valus's punt return. That's right. I mean, he picked up, what, 20, 30 yards on, right. on that punt return, got Tennessee to about midfield and allowed an opportunity for Tennessee to go make a play to try and win the game. Uh, Jordan Thomas has sent, I guess you could say, sent in his paper through the fax machine. Not really. Are we yep. still doing fax machines? Are they still doing that? I, I think so. I, maybe there's a way that you can do it over your phone now. Seems like you can scan everything and, and send it somewhere. But I, Jordan Thomas, uh, he, I talked to him yesterday, and he's the kid at the school in Montgomery that doesn't allow kids to 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 graduate early. So he he actually wasn't even really. He's not even having a signing day celebration. He just kind of signed his papers and sent them in, and and he's going to have his signing day celebration in February on. National Signing Day, so he he didn't even know if Tennessee was going to put it out or not. He didn't care if they did. It's just today was just kind of ho hum for him, and he'll have his uh, signing day celebration in February. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our telephone number. The Irish Networks Hotline. Man, we are flowing and going here. Uh, hour two of the Swain event. Man, we approaching hour three. Still got to talk about Kay Mays, uh, Tyler Barron. Their comments from Tennessee Prime, but today is National Signing Day, keeping you updated, uh, giving you a, a breakdown on each player who has made it official that they are volunteers. Be right back. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 till 10 right here 
Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. Com. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. Voted Best Barbecue in City View Magazine and a Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in the Country, Dead End is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering and local delivery with Valet Gourmet. That's right, you can have Dead End brought to you. Can't think of the spread for your next event? Get Dead End to cater it. Check them out online, deadendbbq.com, Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes.
Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Last night, Tennessee Prime, Tyler Barron, Kay Mays. Awesome price, didn't waste any time. First question was, all right, Kay, what you doing, man? All right, Tyler Barron, what are, you, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Kay, you, you leaving? You staying? You going to the NFL? You, you're staying for your last year? What, what's going on? Tyler, what are you doing, man? There's rumors about you transferring. And what's up? We'll start with um, we'll start with Kay Mays. Yesterday during the program, we had Austin Price on uh, in the third hour, and he said that it was a 25% chance that Cade could return. 25% chance. I think after tonight, or last night, Cade might be at like 30%. No way that it's still 25% if it was 25% going into the last night because Kay got so much love uh, from Miss Melissa up there who got a um, figurine created made of Kate. Um, That takes a lot of love, a lot of of passion to sit there and do that, man. Um, Speaking of that, shout out to, to Mr. Gatewood, man. I still got mine over here. Uh, in my office, where he did did one uh, for for me, so a lot of time goes into that, a lot of time. And Miss Melissa got that made. Her friend made it for Kate because she thought that was that was it. Well, she thinks that's it. Um, I promised on the show yesterday I would have a, a sign made. Now I promised my kids would do it, but we didn't have time, so I did it. Come back, Cade. And we asked Cade, all right, what is it going to take? Well, Cade mentioned NIL. He mentioned where he's projected right now, fourth round. And if he can somehow get fourth round money with NIL, that makes, makes it worth coming back. Now, I don't know if an offensive lineman is getting fourth round NIL money that is currently on the team. Now, fourth round NIL money is quarterback NIL money right now. It is high school quarterback money right now. So you saw Eras go from Texas to Ohio State and he made a million dollars. Like, we're seeing quarterbacks, the top-tier quarterbacks out of high school, they're going to get those million-dollar, seven-figure NIL deals. And fourth-round money, like your first year, when you combine the, 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 the signing bonus of where you drafted with first-year salary, you're, you're kissing a million dollars. I don't know if K's going to get that. I would be shocked if he – Comes close to that, to be honest. But you don't know if you don't you, you don't know if you can get it if you don't ask. <laughs> if you don't put that out there, honestly, I don't I don't think hey expected fourth round, and I don't think that's good enough for K. I think K wants to be drafted higher. Which means he will have to do some more work. I think the NIL will just 
help make the decision easier to come back. But I have a feeling, and it's not like you said anything off off the air. Made me think that he would he you know wants to come back. I just have a feeling that he wants to come back, and he's just looking for every reason to justify to himself that it's the right decision to make. I think he wants to come back, man. Did you hear that in his voice? Yes. I, I think he wants to come back. It's just I, I hope he's not being unrealistic. That's and I that 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 was my initial reaction, like, hey man, like I'm sorry, but you're not marketable to be enough you're not marketable enough to to make that type of money in NIL deals. Like I'm I'm sorry, but you're not. We haven't seen it, man. We haven't seen it now. Like if if there's there's only a couple of players across the country making that type of money, and they're all quarterbacks. Bryce Young, DJ Uwe Ungale before the season, Derek King before the season, Spencer Rattler before the season. Like, I'm sorry, but guys like Kate ain't making that type of money or off off NIL deals. It's just the reality that that's not a Tennessee issue. That's a guys just aren't making that money. I mean. You, People fawned over the report of, of Texas offensive linemen making $50,000 a year. That's not fourth or fifth round money, and that was viewed as a lot of money for NIL. So I just hope he's not being unrealistic in, in that regard because I know, I know there's a lot of uh, debate about how Tennessee's doing with the NIL and are they doing enough, and, and there's concern, there's question marks. I mean, the biggest issue is what Tennessee athlete – is truly marketable to where they are going to command a, a lot of money and really get a lot of money. I mean, I mean, I think John Fulkerson's more <laughs> marketable than Cade Mays, quite frankly. And, and Folkie ain't making that type of money. I mean, he's he's got some nice NIL deals, but they're they're all locally. And in my opinion, to get the big bags, like you're gonna have to to land some some national. Deals and and I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I think I think Folky may be more marketable, but he shouldn't be. I think Kate should be more marketable. Kate has a better personality. Um, mm. yeah. He's also he's also local. Um, he's also local as well. And in terms of playing professional football or basketball, whoever like which guy's going to have the most success at the next stop? That's that's Kate. That's Cade over over Folky, mm-hmm. um, but Folky plays plays a sport where everyone sees his face. Like I was in the grocery store a couple of days ago, and I was standing right next to Folky, standing right next to him, and um, I didn't say anything to him, but I was standing right next to him. You see his car out in the parking lot? Hard no, to miss. I, no, I didn't see his car. I wasn't paying attention. It says Folky ten on it, so you would have seen it. No, I, I, I was. That was. I did not see it. Uh, maybe I was parked on a different side or whatever, but you know I was um, I was standing right next to him, and like I, like no one was even like looking at him, pointing their fingers or like they were just he just he just like looked like a normal dude. Um, now he's tall, don't get me wrong, and I, I like me some Folky, uh, and he's very marketable, but Kate should be marketable as well. And I think Kate has a uh, personality. Um, to to have some businesses around here really get behind him and really help him make more money in the NIL. Now, as you were talking, I was looking up fourth-round money. 
uh, in the recent recent years. And so we're talking probably about six six hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars. I'm looking at rookie salaries from 2020, um, 2019, 2020, and understand that this number goes up a little bit each and every year in the NFL. But fourth round money um, was around seven hundred thousand. This was a 2019 draft analyst average guaranteed dollars by round. Fourth round was around seven hundred thousand dollars. Still, still a lot for an NIL deal for offensive lineman. Cade's not making seven hundred in NIL deals next year. I, I, I promise you. Yeah, I, it'd be hard for me to believe that as well. I, I don't think he gets to a hundred thousand. I'd be stunned if he got to a hundred thousand. Now I think he can get to a hundred. I would be surprised. Yeah, I think he can get to a hundred if he got it. Because, because you think Texas Beast we got a hundred to stay at Auburn? Yes, but not legally. If it's NIL, it's legal. If they if they call up their buddy over there, Milo, say, "Hey, man, we the need." School's not supposed to set it up. Whoever whoever called up somebody over Milo said, "Hey, man, we need Tank to get that deal that Bo Nix had, and that deal is right around that number." Psh, hey, I can see it happening. Hour three coming up. <laughs>